Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. As always, I'm your girl, Candy Washington, and I am the host of Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, and I cannot wait to help you lead a more joyful life. But before we dive into today's inspiring episode, be sure to like this video and subscribe to my channel if you're watching on YouTube, or be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening wherever you get your podcast and leave a, if you want, five-star review, but just leave a review that really resonates with you. It really helps me to grow the podcast and get this message out to more people. And be sure to check out everything in the description box and in the show notes for how you can connect with us, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the podcast, newsletters, courses, just check it all out. And I also have a ton of freebies for all of you. So with that, let's welcome our beautiful guest today, Halima Yates. She is an author and a transformation coach, and she also works with mindset, I believe, mindset motivation. And she is the author of Dissolve the Anchor, or is it Dissolve Anchor? Dissolve the anchor. Yes, dissolving the anchor. <laughs> dissolving the anchor, actually. Yeah, dissolving the anchor. <laughs> dissolving the anchor. And we're going to dive into that. And so, with that, let's dive in. Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit more about you and let us know about the inspiration behind your book. Yeah, well, Candy, first of all, thank you for having me on your show, Sugar Pills. I appreciate it. I love the messages and the tools that you provide everybody. So, I am happy to be here. Um, so yeah, my name is Halima. I have a company called Love Mark, which is a co coaching company that's about guiding people to value themselves as well as other people. So I'll do self-empowerment workshops as well as uh, diversity, equity, inclusion training. Um, but the book, I started that or I published it because just there's so much that I've been through in life that I feel like a lot of people can relate to and finding my way to get through the loneliness, um, dealing with the negative self-image, negative um, identity. Um, I dealt with having just a, a unhealthy self-worth and um, I dealt with suicidal ideation, um, self-sabotaging behavior. And I found ways in life to finally work on managing adversity and, and overcoming certain circumstances. And I feel like the things that I've learned in life, I want to just provide some tools for others that can help them find out what they have within them or rediscover what they have within them in order to um, just get over hard times in life and, and just have a healthy self-worth. And that's why I wrote this book. I just wanted to provide my journey as well as some tools that can help people realize that they're amazing and I, I want them to live a life that they enjoy. I love that. I know um, me personally, I couple months ago, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, you know, I think I've low key been depressed for a bit. And I hadn't even realized that I was not going through a depression, but I was going through a depressed period of time. And there was just a lot going on with like, you know, the lockdowns and losing people and isolation and loneliness and thinking of, of like different transitions. But within it, I had no idea that I was even struggling. I thought I was just moving through, getting through it, you know, just on like even positive, even toxic positivity. Like I got this, it's good. I'm soldiering on. 
I didn't even realize that I was struggling until I wasn't struggling. And I looked back on it and I was like, whoa, that was actually a lot. So what are some of the signs or what are some of the things that brought you to the point where you kind of realized, whoa, I actually am struggling. You know, there is a lot going on and I might need some additional help or guidance that maybe some other people could hear your story and say, you know what? I, I, I'm feeling that way. I'm experiencing that. Maybe it is time for me to reach out. Maybe there is time for me to work on myself. You know, when when my suicidalization began, it was it was when I was in my teen years. Actually, I, I was dealing with having a low self-esteem even from age of five on. Um, but it was when I was 16 where I just really didn't understand what I could do to keep living. I just felt like I was dealing with a lot of emotional pain. I felt like it didn't matter that I was here. So why be here? And I didn't feel like there was a way to have a better life, a way to love myself. And so I thought that the way to get out of the pain I was feeling was to end my pain by taking my life. And then by surviving my suicide attempt, I had a choice. Like, what do I want to do now? Do I want to attempt again until I succeed at that? Or do I want to see what I can do to actually enjoy this life, not just survive, but actually enjoy this life and, and actually be happy and do what I can to just be glad to choose tomorrow. And so I, after I attempted suicide, I had to understand what brought on this pain. And so that's what helped me um, to to keep on living a better life or to see what I could do in order to live a healthy, make healthier choices and be productive in life is realize what brought on my pain. And so for me, it was just taking on the judgments and um, the discrimination or just anything that I went through where I felt like I was being rejected or, or tore down with words and, and things like that. I was internalizing that and I took on other people's beliefs of me, um, their judgments and criticisms of me as my own beliefs. And I didn't understand the difference. So I had to work on realizing what was my voice and what was everyone else's voice. And as I was working on discovering who I was and who, like what really mattered to me and how I could truly see myself in a way that was actually helpful and healthy um, and just build on that self-love and self-confidence, things like that, that was when I was able to realize, okay, let me start taking authority over my life. Let me start realizing that I'm the one who's in charge. There's so many things that we can't control, but then there's some things that we can control and that's our choices. So I had to realize my choice to realize my worth and do the work necessary to make sure that I was um, continuing to evolve and then make choices that reflected that I valued myself. I love that. And then when you got to the point of really realizing that you're at a crossroads, right? Either you, like you said, you continue to feel hopelessness, that it's better for you not to be here. The only way out is actually out, mm -hmm. you know, or you could, you know, do the work and actually realize I'm here to thrive, not just survive, not just to get through it. So when you got to that point and you made that choice, what were the, the next steps? Did you talk to your parents? Did you get a therapist? Did you get a spiritual counselor? Did you do it on your own? Like, what were some of the tools and resources that you tapped into to help you on that journey? That's such a good question. Uh, in the beginning, after my suicide attempt, I did meet with a therapist. It was actually required. Um, so the first time I did meet with a therapist, and then the second time that we were supposed to meet, they forgot that they had an appointment with me. <laughs> and I was like, well, that a, a person, yeah, a person who doesn't think they matter, and then their own therapist doesn't remember yeah. that, that didn't help. And so I was just like, okay, um, I have to 
figure out how to save myself. And um, I, I definitely, my, my mom was definitely supportive. She wanted to make sure that she was aware of what was going on with me emotionally? What was I doing? Like she, she, she was definitely becoming more aware so she could see any signs of, okay, do we need to do something here? But um, for the most part, honestly, it was just meeting people along the way. Um, my grandmother, she did have me meet with the spiritual guide to mm -hmm. help me. That person helped me to realize that when you have a purpose that helps you to have a reason to live. And so just knowing yeah. that was very helpful at that time. But honestly, it was meeting people along the way who, who would just instill some wisdom in me. And then um, I started doing some research on cognitive behavior techniques. And yeah. um, that, that helped so much, just understanding my history and how that is affecting my current choices and my current emotions and my current state in life. That, that just helped out so much. So just the research and meeting wonderful people who helped me along the way that that's those, those have been my tools. I love that. And and in that story, I, I what came through me through for me were a couple of key takeaways. One, I think was so important is you made the decision to stay. And I literally mean stay in this world. <laughs> you made <laughs> you made the, the decision to stay and you made the decision that it that it could be different, right? That you're, that the way you feel about yourself, like that your life, the way you experience this world could be different. And I think that is so powerful. I think that is really the, the key to transforming your life is when you decide I'm going to stay and my life could be different. Maybe you don't even know what that different looks like, but you know mm -hmm. that like this isn't it. And then I love that you changed your mindset from you know, the internalizing other judgments, the identifying with the limiting belief that you don't matter um, to even when you're therapist, because I do believe that, you know, God, spirit, universe, divine, whatever resonates with people will send you little things. They'll send you little tests. They'll send you little moments where you can actually experience your own shift. So when you were telling me your story about how like, you know, you had this experience where you tried to take your own life and you weren't feeling, you're were feeling helpless if you didn't matter. And then the person that was supposed to help you forgot you. <laughs> but instead in that moment, you had, again, you had that little choice to make, that little decision of, am I going to say my therapist being a human and simply just forgot means that she just, she or he just literally just forgot. It doesn't actually mean that I don't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. Everyone forgets me. Nobody remembers me. You know, I'm a burden. I'm this, that, and third. Mm -hmm. So you had a moment to choose differently. And I think that particularly on our healing journeys and our, you know, our evolving journeys, our consciousness journeys, our awakening journeys, it's not one huge shift. I really think it's the tiny little decisions that we make that add up to us stepping into our higher selves. The decision that I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna believe my life could be different. You know what? I'm not gonna give a meaning to this that that dismisses my existence. Cause it because everything the, it could have meant she just forgot. Could have meant her assistant made a mistake. You know what I mean? It could have been anything. And I love that you didn't give it a meaning that dismissed your own existence. You, instead, you, you decided to empower yourself and say, okay, she's one person, that's fine. Wow, but look at all, all the other resources I have. Look at my grandma that I have. Look at my mother that I have. Look at the books I could read, the 
videos I can watch, the podcasts I can listen to, look at everything else that's available to me. So then you became resourceful and then you became resilient. So I absolutely love, um, I love that story. And then what advice or guidance would you give to someone who is identifying with with your story? If they're like, you know what? I have moments where I feel hopeless. I have moments where I feel like I don't matter. I'm struggling with my own self-esteem and self-worth. You know, what advice or guidance would, would you give them? Yeah, and and honestly too, with, with everything that we're saying as well, it's those, those little moments you're talking about because even though you may be shifting situations your mindset and everything it still is continuous it's not where you're like okay i'm, I'm just going to live a better life and it just happens like you have to constantly be aware of what can be influencing the way you see yourself the way you feel about yourself and then you know blocking not blocking off but just knowing how to not allow the things that are going to tear you down and not help, not be supportive or or be any service to building you into a better person or happier person how to not allow that to be something that you internalize and and have that be your reality so that that's what i would have them be aware of like it's just having this be a transformation that is a, a lifestyle the, the choices that you make everything that you do is just going to be continuous in life um there's going to be certain battles that we face obstacles that we come through or that we face or whatever and it's just constantly making those choices of realizing okay i'm dealing with this right now what can I do about it? And it's okay also to allow yourself to feel any pain or emotional pain or hurt or whatever. If you need to cry, cry. If there's something going on, allow yourself to feel those emotions because when we just um, try and suppress it in order to be strong or be tough and, and, and in order to supposedly like be strong yeah. um, by not allowing yourself to be sad or whatever, um, you're, you're holding that in. And at some point it's going to erupt. So I think it's important to realize that that is strength to allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling um, and understand where it's coming from. So if you are feeling like you're alone or you're feeling like um, you're dealing with some depressive thoughts or whatever, where did that come from and what can you do moving forward to feel better uh, so for instance like let's say that you're feeling alone um i i so i can actually attest to that because i i had people around me but i still feel like i didn't fit in and things like yeah. that so moving forward in life and for, in order for me to not feel alone anymore i acknowledge the good people that i do have in my life i acknowledge the the wonderful things that they say and do and how we're there for each other and then i do what I can to spend time with them. We can all be busy. We can all have a lot going on. But if you can even schedule once a week to hang out with somebody or once a month if you need to, but just realize the good people that you have in your life and, and see what you can do to spend some time with them. Or even if you need to just do a video conference <laughs> or just talk on the phone or text, like just yeah. realize who you have in your life and reach out to them. So that's the way to help with not feeling lonely. But any anytime you're feeling down, and you're going through certain things in life, once again, feel those emotions, let yourself release them, and then realize where it's coming from. So then once you understand what brought on the pain, then you can look at solutions to like, well, how can I solve this? What can I do to make sure that I can, um, whatever the issue is, like how can I solve that issue or what can I do to get through this issue? Um, so that's what I recommend. No, I, I love that. And what came up for me when you were talking was intentional thinking like making sure that you are like one thing I know for me that was a game changer was shifting the relationship I had to my thoughts where my thoughts weren't just running. They weren't 
they weren't me. They weren't just on autopilot, but I was actually the thinker of my thoughts. I could observe my thoughts. I could change them. If I can observe them and I can change them, that means I control them. Mm -hmm. You know, that means they're not, they're separate from me. They're not me. They're not my higher self. So I love that you brought, um, talked about, you know, intentional thinking and like your self-talk. And when you see your mind going that way, you know, intentionally choose to think differently, make that tiny choice to, to think differently, to think in a more positive a more self-affirming way. And I also loved how you touched upon, um, the power of discernment, right? Is this actually my voice? You know, who is actually speaking to me? Is it these, you know, self-limiting beliefs that I hear from other people are these internalized judgments are these perceived judgments. Cause sometimes we project our own insecurities and we think people are saying to us what they're actually just mirroring what we already think about ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, having that discernment of who is actually speaking to me and if, and if they're saying things that I don't want to experience and I'm the person that has the power to change it. You know, I have the ability, I have the power, I can be intentional and I can discern, is this my higher self? You know, is this the divine? Is this God? Is this whatever you want to call it actually speaking to me? Or is it my insecurities manifesting as thoughts? Yes. You know, Um, I also love that you talked about reaching out for support. I think that's huge. I think, um, you know, either to your therapist or to your friends or to family that you, that you, and again, the importance of discernment because everyone isn't safe. So I loved how you brought up about loneliness. You know, you could be in a room full of people, but you feel alone because loneliness isn't about people being around you. It's about, do you feel connected to the people around you? It's the connection that you have. Um, So I love that you brought that up. And again, using your discernment because everyone's not safe. So the people that in your family who are safe to go to with your vulnerability, your friends who are safe to go to with your in needing support to reach out to those people. So I absolutely love that. Um, So what are some what are some signs that you're suffering from low self-esteem or low self-worth? Because I know for me. I actually used to have really low self-esteem and low self-worth, but I never thought that. I didn't have the awareness. Like if you would have asked me, oh, do you have low self-esteem? I'd be like, what are you talking about? I feel amazing about myself. (laughs) Like what? Like But then when I actually, you know, got self-awareness, which was to bear witness to myself, when I actually bore witness to myself, it's like, oh, well, you have high self-esteem. You love yourself. You have confidence. But how come you can't create boundaries? How come you can't tell people no? How come you're always overextending yourself? You know, how come you feel less than? How come you feel like you have to prove your value and worthiness? Why are you always seeking validation? You know, why do you feel like you have to seek that you're not enough? But yet you have all the self-esteem and confidence in the world, but yet that's not how you're oper- you're actually operating, right? right? So when I for witness to myself and I got self-aware of how I was actually showing up to the world and showing up for myself, it was a shock. I was like, you know what? I actually don't really have self-esteem. I actually don't have self-worth. I actually don't know who I am. And myself actually isn't my center. Now I have to really kind of buck up and do the work because this version of me cannot stay. Right. Cannot stay. So what are some of the signs that, you know, you might have low self-esteem or low confidence and you might not even know it? <laughs> right. That, oh my gosh, that's a good question too, because you can, like you say, you say that you're thinking one way and then your actions definitely show something else. So um, 
I, I feel like that is something that many of us can relate to where we think, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm confident. I know I'm this and that or whatever, but then are your actions actually reflecting that? So um, in order to be aware of that is just paying attention to your actions. What are you doing? And are those actions showing that that's a healthy choice for you to make? Is that a productive choice for you to make? Is that going to help you get towards, towards whatever goal that you're trying to get towards? Um, so it's just really getting in tune with who you think you are and then what are you actually physically doing and saying that does it represent who you actually think that you are um so when i was feeling you know sad and feeling like i didn't matter whatever i i didn't even think about it it's just who i it was just kind of who i was you know i wasn't thinking of oh, hey, I'm feeling this way because of this and that. It was just like, this was my daily life, my daily routine of just telling myself I can't do this, telling myself I'm not good enough for that, telling myself, oh, they won't want to listen to me. They won't like me. They won't talk to me. Um, who am I to use my voice? Who am I to speak up about anything? Like it, it was constantly, um, everything that I was, my internal dialogue was constantly telling me, I can't, um, this isn't possible. Um, your voice doesn't matter. Why are you even here? It, my internal dialogue was constantly just tearing me down over and over and over again. Yeah. And it was to the point where I'm not even realizing that I'm doing it. You know, it wasn't something that I feel like I became aware of until I realized I wanted to change my life. And how can I change my life? And, and that was where I started to realize in order to change my life, I have to realize who am I? And how am I this way? What develops my mindset? What were all the external factors that shape a mindset? And of course we have our, our brain chemistry, genetic inheritance that shapes who we are, um, our personality, whatever. But um, there are so many external factors that influence how we see ourselves, how we feel about ourselves. There's so many things that we experience, so many things that we learn through social media or the media, like the news, movies, um, just what we learn in school, what we learn from our family. There's just so many external factors that are just shaping us constantly every single day. So it wasn't until I realized I wasn't happy. Be, you know, when I when I would yeah. be done hanging out with friends, and I'm like, wait, why do I feel drained? Why why am I not happy? What's what's wrong? And then other people I'd hang out with, I would just feel like I'm through the roof, and I'm just so excited. So I just had to pay attention, like to my emotions, and realize what, <clears throat> what was bringing me down and what was lifting me up. I love that. I absolutely love that. And a couple things came up for me when you were talking. One was um, integrity, right? It's about it's about integrity. Like, do the thoughts that I'm thinking and the actions, do they align? You know, do I have integrity of what I'm saying about myself versus how I'm actually showing up for myself? You know, if I'm saying, oh, I'm confident, I'm this, that, I'm the boss, babe, da, 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 da. But yet I'm still getting into toxic relationships. You know, I'm still being codependent. I'm still, you know, not, you know, uh, asking for what my worth is, you know, I'm still thinking I have to, you know, give to friends, but never go for support. Like I can't speak up if I don't need help. So there's no, there's the integrity piece that's missing. If I'm saying I'm confident, but I'm acting like I'm not worth it, then my life is not in it. There's no integrity there. Right. So that mm -hmm. came up for me when you were talking and then also um, being on autopilot with the thoughts, right? Where your default was just, I'm not good enough. No one's going to care. You know, I don't matter. Who am I to think I can do this, that, or the third, you know, regardless of where those thoughts came from, because we weren't born feeling worthless. We either were taught it or we 
it or we like decided that's what something meant because also as children we we and, and even as adults our minds always want to give meaning to something it, it has to have a story behind it what is happening to us has to have a reason for it and so our little brains thinks it's our fault it's because of this it means that you know um so regardless of where they came from i think a way to get out of the autopilot like you're saying is like through curiosity like what am I actually thinking about myself today? What are actually my thoughts? Like one thing I did on my healing journey was I started doing like a thought journal where I would, you know, throughout the day, if I had thoughts come in, I'd just write them down. I wouldn't judge them. I wouldn't think about where they came from. I would just write them down. And then at the end of the day, I would read them and I'd be like, whoa, that's what I really think about myself. <laughs> I, wouldn't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say this to my worst enemy, but I'm saying this about <laughs> myself all day, right? Mm -hmm. Whoa. So I, when, I, when I took inventory of what my thoughts were, then I was able to, again, have that self-awareness of if I'm talking to myself like this all day, no wonder this is what is showing up in my life because your thoughts mm -hmm. are just your self-fulfilling prophecy. Your belief system is the foundation for everything, right? Yep. So I just did that. And just like you said, being on autopilot and then questioning it, you know, I think this, but is it true? Does it have to be true? Do I want it to be true? And if it's not true, then what is it that I actually do want? You know, and then taking ownership and then empowering myself to co-create my life, to have life happen for me, rather than like me feeling like life is happening to me, Yep. you know? And really yeah. taking that in. So what are some other, you know, lessons that you've learned along the way or just any thoughts that you've had, whether it's with the book or, you know, your coaching practice that you have as well or any type of mindset tools? Yeah, I uh, just so much of everything that you said. And I wish I was writing notes because like, I wanted to like, oh, yeah, I want to talk about that. Um, I'm writing but, notes. <laughs> I should have been too. When you oh, see man. me do that, it's like, because I, I always like to, because I have such beautiful guests just like you, like you're you're a light, you're literally shining, um, shining through. So I always like to write down little things that come up when they talk because they're like these little nuggets that I want yeah. to make sure to get out. <laughs> yeah, you said so many nuggets, bro. I'm just like, oh, gosh. Okay, so let me see what I can remember. Um, but, so experience external validation that's that's one of the things um just constantly like looking for other people to um to validate you in order to determine your self-worth so that's another thing is just realizing that um you're the one who determines your worth you dictate your worth you choose who you are don't allow other people to write your story tell you who you are and and take on those opinions and judgments and criticisms or whatever so definitely um realize your power to do that because so much in life we can just be looking outside of ourselves and, and like this is what's happening to me instead of realizing okay well what can i do to make sure that i'm causing the effect that i want what can i do to make sure that I'm not just having life just constantly be doing whatever to me and, and having that victim mindset. But it, um, it, I, you actually said this in one of your episodes talking about having a powered mindset instead of a victim mindset, or I think it was something to yeah. that effect. So, so I wholeheartedly agree with that because that was a lot of what my mindset was growing up. I completely had that victim mindset. And once I realized I didn't want to be having that mindset, wanting to see myself that way or wanting to project myself in that way, um, it, that's just so much shifted in my life. So constantly being aware of your internal dialogue because we are the ones who are creating our life. Like, like things can happen in the world, things can happen in your community or, and things like that. But 
what are you going to do? What is your choice that you can make to, to determine how you can get through situations or how you can make sure that you're actually um, taking the steps necessary to build the kind of life that you want? And um, you're, there's so many ways that we can run into obstacles and we can be like, well, I don't know how I'm going to get through this barrier, but sometimes we could be our own barrier. So it's just realizing- We usually what, are. Yeah, it's like, oh, can I really do that? Should I <laughs> yeah. do that? Like, you know? Um, so that self-doubt that we have, where did that come from? And it just, sometimes you even have to still, like when you have these fears, when you're not sure if you can get through something or you can achieve something, just still work through it. Like what steps can you take to, to still go towards that goal that you have? Because that is just kind of like a part of life. Like things aren't always gonna go how we expect it to, but what are you gonna do now moving forward to keep on doing what's true to you or what you truly want, um, to keep living your truth? So it's just about constantly um, realizing if there are certain barriers, whatever, what can you do to work through them? If you are the ones who, the, if you're the barrier because of your self-doubt, how can you just continue to be like, I'm gonna keep doing this. Uh, I'm gonna start realizing who I am. I'm gonna start affirming who I am and just, just doing what you can to be good to yourself. I realize that language that you're telling yourself, your self-talk, you know, just realize, is this helpful to you? Are you being nice to yourself? Are you being kind to yourself, yeah. gentle yourself? Yeah. You know, so yeah, just realizing the choices that you're making. And is this a productive choice? Is this a constructive choice or a constructive perception that you're having of a situation or of yourself? Um, just being aware of your mindset. That's like the hugest thing how what are you thinking and your emotions how are you feeling and and are you taking care of yourself like what what choices are you making that are going to be beneficial to you no i i absolutely love that and i agree with everything you said <laughs> like i know um i know for me on my journey i used to be very very codependent personality type like a complete yes person would never say no overachieving overarching overextending you know, which would ultimately lead out, lead to burnout and resentment, you mm -hmm. know, when it's like, I give and give and give and give and give. And then when I expect something back, and I don't get that same level of giving from the person then I resent them. Mm -hmm. But it's really nothing wrong. The person really didn't do anything wrong. It all like there's no one to change but self. Right. What I did wrong was I thought that the only way to keep people in my life so I wouldn't be abandoned or left or rejected mm -hmm. was to always give, show, prove, and do, you know, proving my value, proving my worth, earning their friendship, earning their love, earning their acceptance, earning, 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 earning. And as long as you're hustle, I think Brene Brown said it, like as long as you're hustling for your worth outside of yourself, you will be, you will always be exhausted. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting believing and operating from a false belief system that you have to prove your worthiness and value to anyone. Right. You know, so I shifted my perform my performance based value, you know, what I was externally, what I was doing for people. And then based on their feedback, then I would decide if I was lovable. Then I would right. decide if I was good enough. Then I would decide if I was worthy all of these outside things. But when I got really clear, and I and I thank my therapist for this because she really broke it down for me. When I got very clear on what my intrinsic value was, which is, no, Candy, you are worthy. You are valuable. You are deserving. You are enough of anything and everything simply because you are here. Right. And you don't have to do anything, 
prove anything or show anyone your value. You already are approved. You already are validated. And it all comes from self. That's why it's self-validation, self-awareness, self-love, self-esteem, self-confidence. And when it comes from within, when you change yourself, when you change your own concept of who you are to you, then the world has no choice but to show up differently. Right. Because it's all you pushed out. When you're going through the world thinking, I'm not good enough, everybody leaves, I have to prove myself, I don't matter, then what all that energy putting out, the world will create experiences to prove you right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You, your mind and your experiences will always prove you right. You say yes, yes. You say no, no. So yeah. when you start showing up fully in your intrinsic value and in your inherent worthiness of your knowing that simply because I showed up, I'm worthy and deserving, then people will start reflecting that back to you because people are just mirroring to you how you already feel about yourself. Right. They can feel it. Like, if, like you know, it. yeah. <laughs> and that just brought up the, one of the points that I was going to make. And um, so when you're talking about the things that you do because you don't want to be abandoned, rejected, criticized, judged, and I talk about that in my book. Mm-hmm. And I talk about the things that we do because we want to make sure that we're accepted. We want to make sure that we feel like we fit in and we don't want to experience that rejection or be criticized or judged or abandoned in any way. So sometimes we will not have these boundaries or we will do things that we wish we you know we really wouldn't want to do or whatever just to get that way of feeling like okay I fit in or I'm accepted or whatever and so I, I talk about you know there's this part in my book where I talk about how I you know went from please love me to I love me because I was constantly yes. just yeah I just I wanted to fit in so bad and there were That's times so powerful that, yeah thank you sorry go ahead I just that <laughs> But like, yeah, there's parts of the books where I have poems and I have like, um, like illustrations and stuff like that in there. And, and, and I just talk about just the things that we do to just be accepted and to try and get that love from everybody to get that external validation in order to fill these holes that we have in ourselves and in realizing that we're the ones who have to save ourselves and fill the holes or, you know, we have to be the ones who see ourselves in a way that when we look at our reflection in the mirror that we can say, I love you and, and see our worth. And it's, it's up to us to do that. You know, people can tell you how great you are until they're blue in the face, but you have to believe it. You have to know it. And that was something that I had to work with. Cause even though I, I dealt with people who were tearing me down, I also dealt with people who were good to me and I dealt with people mm-hmm. who told me great things, but for whatever reason, what was louder were the things that were tearing me down. And so I couldn't even hear or even recognize the, the treatment that I was getting that was good from others or the, the nice things that people will tell me. It's like I couldn't even recognize it or see it or even accept it because I was constantly paying attention to all the things that were harming me. That was louder and that for whatever reason that had more power in my life. So shifting that way of wanting to live and making sure that now I ch- chose how I see myself and how I want to see the world and those around me and just making that choice, that's what changes your life <laughs> changes what One, you do 100 <laughs> percent, and like the reason why the negative like the negative stuck more is because our again our, our brains are here to keep us safe right our brains are here to keep us safe so if there is something that hurts us or we feel is harmful we're gonna pay hyper attention to that because our brain is wired to keep us safe and it's actually trying to keep us from hurting, trying to keep us from the pain by hyper-focusing on what brings it in. But through mindfulness, we're able to say, 
is this particular coping meza mechanism healthy or unhealthy, right? right? Because every all the things that we do in order to cope, to get through, is just our brains and our body's way of keeping us safe and protected. But when we use mindfulness, when we use our higher consciousness, when we use our higher self, we're able to look at it objectively and be like, is this technique that used to keep me safe, is it now actually sabotaging me? Because, right. you know, like codependency, a lot of people in childhood, they pick up codependent like patterns and behaviors as a way to stay safe within their environment. So what kept you safe as a child, what you had to learn how to do, you know, forget about how your own needs and wants. You need to look at the people who are supposed to love and protect you, make sure they're okay, because if they're okay, then we're okay. It's survival mode. It's, it's, it's literally the instinct to stay alive. And um, it sounds really dramatic, but, but it's true. It's, it's true. You know, mm -hmm. it's really the instinct to stay alive. Mm -hmm. And we have that so deep within us that our mind will navigate ways to cope and we'll have different techniques that we use. And sometimes that technique is codependency. Yeah. And what used to keep us safe now as adults is actually sabotaging us. You know, what kept us safe as a child, you know, not saying we had needs and wants, you know, doing what we had to do, people pleasing, making sure everybody was cool, not wanting to step on anybody's toes, blah, 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 blah. What kept us safe as children is now sabotaging us in our adult lives. So we have to unlearn what we learn to protect us. Mm -hmm. So even your mind, you know, maybe somebody said something really hurtful once and it hurt so bad that now you're hypersensitive to it and you're really thinking about it because even though it's still hurting, in a weird way, it's like, we'll focus on the hurt, we'll be hypersensitive to this so we can be prepared for it when it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, so we'll already know, well, I already knew I wasn't enough. So when they left me, I knew they were going to leave me because everybody leaves, right? Because again, you're proving yourself right. Everybody leaves me. So when they leave, see, I told you they were going to leave. I knew it. Right. Right. Because it's our way of actually protecting ourselves because it's like what hurts more saying I knew they were going to leave or actually having the hope and the expectation that they were going to stay. Right. And then they left. Yeah. Right. So we're trying just to protect ourselves. But through the healing work, through the self-esteem, through the self-love, through the self-worth, we get to the point where I don't care who leaves. Boyfriend, <laughs> husband, mama, daddy, sister, brother, girlfriend, boyfriend, friendship, whatever. I don't care who leaves. I know a couple of things now. Right. One, I can take care of myself. I can mm -hmm. hold space for the pain because I'm a human being. I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't hurt. I'm going to hold space for the hurt and move through it. And I also know that I'm resilient. I'm going to get through it on the other side. I also know who I am. And if anybody leaves me, I promise you it's their loss. Always mm -hmm. and forever. You know, and also someone else's choice does not have the power to define my worth. You can't give me my value, so you cannot take it away. Right. It's intrinsic. It is mine. And one thing that I that I always think about when I think about that is like, it's an analogy I use. You probably heard me say it. I say it on my podcast all the time. But I'm like, if I'm a jeweler, right, and I'm in a jewelry store, and I have all these beautiful diamonds, and I got this flawless diamond in my right hand, I got this flawless diamond in my left hand, this one is worth $10 million. this one is worth $10 million. they're flossy, they're diamondy, they're shiny, I know I got these amazing diamonds in my hand. I'm this awesome jeweler. 
And then this guy walks in off the street, right? He comes in, he's like, Candy, you know, I'm in the market for a diamond. What you got? I'm like, ooh, I got this awesome diamond over here. It's $10 million, carrot cut, it's clear, it's shining. Oh, I got this other diamond over here, $10 million, carrot cut, it's shining, baby. Which one you want, which one you want? And he looks at him, he goes, ah, all right, I'm gonna take the diamond in your right hand. I'm like, cool, cool, $10 million, here's the diamond, he leaves. Does the fact that he chose the diamond in my right hand devalue the diamond in my left hand? Right, no. No. You are the diamond. Nobody's choice or preference can devalue your intrinsic value. Because regardless of who walks in off the street, and if they choose to leave or they choose not to take it or whatever the case is, you're still got that carrot, that cut, that clarity. You're still yeah. worth the $10 million because that person's choice didn't, even, didn't, didn't give you the value. You came with the value. Right. And that's how we have to look at ourselves. We have to be our own diamonds. My right. worth is my worth and it's non-negotiable. You don't give it, you don't take it, but you can prove that you deserve to be in its presence mm -hmm. until you're not. You know, I think we all have to learn, and this was something I really had to learn, was that I really, it sounds very cliche, but you have to remember that you are the prize. You are the prize. It's not that you're proving your value for someone to pick you. It's what's your credit score? Not, not, not in that sense, but I mean like, well, do you qualify for me, for the diamond, I mean? Um, I know some people in dating are like, what's your credit score? And so I didn't mean it that way. I meant more in like, being coming from the place of, am I choosing you to participate in my life rather than I'm trying to get you to choose me so then I can feel good about myself? Right, exactly. Knowing how to discern the difference between that. Yeah. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. That was a game changer. <laughs> right, yeah, and that, oh, that was that was what was hard for me because I, I felt because, you know, growing up with my family, I didn't fit in and then not feeling like I fit in outside of my family. Like I just, I, I just wanted relationships, you know? So that, that was hard for me because it was constantly like, please love me. Like I said, it was like, please love me. Like I, I'm worth being loved or why am I not worth being loved when I felt like I wasn't being loved? And mm -hmm. it, it was so hard to realize not everyone's for you and to realize that if people come and go, that's okay. And realize that you still, have like lived through it. Like you still are here. You still survive whatever worst case scenario you've been through or whatever bad things you thought, Oh, if that happens, I'm going to, you know, when you think of the worst case scenarios and, and yep. bad things have happened to you in your life, you're still here. So even if you do start to think of the bad things or the worst things that can happen or whatever, you'll get through it. Like just remember your resiliency. So, so realizing that it's okay if some people come in your life and go, or some people don't come into your life, that means they're not for you, it's okay. Or maybe they're just for you at a certain time, it's yeah. okay. Like that doesn't determine your value. And that was something that was so hard for me to learn and, and finally be like, you know what? I love myself and it is okay if no one else feels that way or some people don't or some people do or whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm gonna still know who I am and know my value and that's not gonna shift or change depending on what anyone else says or does. I still wanna make sure I'm a good person. I wanna you know, make sure that I can um, be someone who's bringing some positive energy to the space. So yeah. when I say like, it doesn't matter what I say or do or whatever, like I still wanna make sure I'm being a good person, but I'm not doing it because I wanna make sure that you love me. I'm not doing it because I wanna make sure that you'll respect me or whatever. It's because of like, it's just 
my soul. Like, I just want to make sure that whatever I do is, you know, I know I'm not always going to be perfect and I'm going to say things that are wrong and do things that hurt people or whatever. But for the most part, my soul, I want to do what I can to make the world a better place, to make the space that I occupy a better, you know, just make it positive. You know, I just want to make sure that that's what I can bring. So just getting to a place where I can realize my own value and not allow that to be dictated by others was hard. Um, But another thing that I did want to bring up is forgiveness. That was another thing that I needed to do. Um, One, remembering that no one owes you anything. So that was another thing that I had to realize is I don't owe anybody anything and they don't owe me anything in order to to keep knowing my self-worth. But that forgiveness of whatever anyone has said or done to you or whatever you said or or whatever you have done, um, it's not to say whatever has been done or said is okay. It's not to excuse it. But you forgive in order to be able to let go of holding on to that weight of the pain or the guilt or the resentment or whatever. So if you're going to remember anything you've been through, use it to help you grow. Use it to make sure, well, this time I'm going to make a decision that's going to be more productive for me. This time I'm going to make sure, you know, if any similar situations happen again, I'm going to know how to get through that. I'm going to remember my resiliency or whatever. So forgiveness is important. But if you do remember things, use it to help you grow. 100%. And I'm really happy you brought up forgiveness because I know for me, and that's something I still have to work on, is not necessarily forgiveness of others. Because again, with that codependency, I can forgive everybody, right? But it was forgiveness of self. Mm -hmm. It was my biggest hurdle when it came to forgiveness because I had that perfectionism mindset that that I didn't allow myself to be human. Like, you know, well, do you make if you didn't make that mistake, you would be here by now. If you didn't take that turn, you would have this by now. If you didn't do that, then you would have this. And da, 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 da. when I wasn't giving myself the grace to be a human and say, hey, you made every choice you made, you made from what you knew and the best you had at the time. Right. Every decision you've ever made was based on what you knew at the time and the best you could do and the level of consciousness that you were working on. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a little bit of slack. Give yourself a little bit of grace. And guess what? You're a human. You're allowed to make a mistake. You're allowed mm-hmm. to mess it up. But you're still going to get where you're going and everything is okay. You know, you're still going to. And, and also surrender to the fact that maybe you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thought? Right. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And everything that happened had to happen the way it happened. Right. And just give up that. And I'm, I'm literally talking to myself right now. <laughs> literally. Like, just give up the guilt. Give up the thinking, the shoulda, woulda, couldas, right. the, 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 all of them, this, like the missteps and this, that, and the third. Just give up the BS guilt and learn to accept yourself and to right. learn to be present in the now. And maybe, just maybe, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. And I just want to point out with that, with what you just said, it reminded me when you talk about surviving, you like constantly doing things to survive and how exhausting that is. If you can just do what you were just saying right there and just be, just be like, this is where I'm at and it's okay, you know, and just be quit trying so hard to be like, I should be here. I should be doing that. I should be responding this way. I should be feeling this way. should be acting this way. All of those should be this and that. Where did that come from? Why do you should need to do anything? Just allow yourself to just be sometimes. Keep learning, evolving, and all that stuff. Yes, but sometimes just be, just be. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, can't the, this moment just be enough? Right. Just can't this right now, just can't that just be enough? And like, when you were talking, I was like, the shoulds are just joy killers. Mm-hmm. They're joy killers. You know, I should have this. I should do that. I should. Da, 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 da. They're joy killers. Yep. As long as you're like shooting, 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 you're always in lack. Mm-hmm. You're always in not there. You're always in not enoughness. You're always in catching up and hustling. Right. You're always in that lack mentality. You should means you don't. So it, it's that mm-hmm. lack that just, it's a joy killer. And I think the best yeah. way to combat that. You know, again, it might sound cliche, but I think it's through gratitude and appreciation. You know, when you get clear and present and you just literally, and I mean literally just look around and you just start thanking for everything. You know, thank you that the sun is shining. Thank you that I have this technology to connect with this other beautiful woman who is so intelligent and smart. Thank you that we get to share our stories with each other and the world and other people. You know, thank you that we're here. We have breath. You know, thank mm-hmm. you that we have a sound mind, you know, thank you that we woke up today. Thank you that I have my coffee, you know, thank you. You know what I mean? It's like when right. you get into that appreciation mode of what you have in this moment, then there's no way you can live in should land or lack mm-hmm. land or disappointment land or unforgiving land because you just get so full of appreciation and gratitude yeah. that you realize that you really are, you are, you really already have enough and you are enough, you know? Literally, yeah. the simple fact that we are sitting here, not even just talking to each other, but the fact that we are li- literally are just here is a miracle. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people who would give anything for one more moment like the one we're having. Right. And when you yeah. think of it that way, when your perspective shifts from should and lack and doubt and unforgiveness to appreciation and gratitude, I think that's when you open up space for true miracles to happen for true. When you're appreciating God, the world, the universe, whatever you want to call it says, Oh, I'm going to give you some more to appreciate. Right. That's what you like. Happy. Thank you more, please. That's what you like. I'm going to give you more of that. Mm -hmm. What we focus on increases and you know, attention goes to that. And yeah, definitely just thinking about that when I was at that space where I didn't want to see tomorrow, I wanted to end my pain. And I thought taking my life would do that mm-hmm. in my book, dissolving the anchor. I, I share how, like, if I just how important it is to realize that what we can do to build the tomorrow that we want. And I know that can kind of sound cliche, but it's just, and I don't even say that in my book, but it's just the, the stories that I provide and the guidance that I provide is just showing how, we have seen tomorrow being a certain way and it may have always seemed grim. It may have always seemed like the lacking thing. We may have, we may have felt like it's, it's just going to be a continuous thing of lacking in life. But then when you start to realize your ability to be the one who is in charge of your life, when you realize your own autonomy to be like, you know what, I'm going to make sure that I am choosing how I think, how I am going to react to certain situations, what I'm going to do to make sure I can make my tomorrow be a good tomorrow for me, be a a happy tomorrow, a peaceful tomorrow, be a better tomorrow, whatever. That that's just so huge. Like, yes, be present in the moment and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's but also at the same time, that doesn't mean you can't also be wanting to have that that hope and that 
that plan to have a beautiful tomorrow as well. So I just I just wanted to share that because as we are talking, you know, Suicide Prevention yeah. Awareness Month in September and all that stuff, and anyone who's dealing with suicide ideation, I really thought that there would not be a good tomorrow ever. I didn't think I would ever experience it. And when you have that mindset, you don't, you, you're like, how, what's the point of being here? Like you don't see another way. And so if I, if I succeeded in that, I wouldn't have been able to realize what I was capable of now or what kind of uh, the tomorrows that I would have had. I, I wouldn't have known because I wouldn't have been here. So I'm happy that I'm still here and I'm happy that I made the choice. I keep making the choice to see tomorrow. I love that. And more and more beautiful tomorrows. And for anyone who's listening, if you're struggling or if you know someone who's struggling in the description box and the show notes, I will have the suicide prevention line. So if you need support, if you want to remain anonymous, um, if you don't know who to reach out to, that the link, the phone number to that suicide prevention line will be in the show notes and in the description box. (laughs) Yes, I know. Um, As we wrap up, and thank you so much for this time together, I would say one nugget that came up for me was, and that has really helped me in my journey, is knowing that I'm not alone through my spirituality. Again, it's not about religion or anything like that, but for me, it was when I got my intrinsic value by knowing that, you know, there was something greater that lived within me that I was connected to something that lived in me, but was greater than me. So when I needed support and I didn't even know how to ask for it, now I realized I was always divinely supported. You know, when I needed direction and I didn't know who to ask, now I know that I was always divinely guided. So that has really been um, such a blessing for me and such a compass and such a comfort, I would say, such such a comfort, just always knowing that the presence of something greater than me, but lives in me, is always with me. And that is really where I get my strength from. It's not my strength. <laughs> it's the strength from God. It's the strength from whatever you want to call it, whatever you identify with, if you identify with something greater than yourself. So to me, that's always what I tap into. Like one thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I say, thank you for your divine support. Thank you for your divine guidance. Thank you for your divine protection you know, show me the way and thank you. And that has really, really helped me. So as we wrap up, um, I want you to share two things with us. One, your last nugget, your last thing that you want to leave us with. And then secondly, um, again, everything will be linked in the description box in the show notes, but I want you to share with us, where can we find you? Where can we buy your book? Where can we connect with you? Wow, a last nugget. Oh my gosh, I don't even know because um, <laughs> I feel like I... Um, you can well, repeat, you can repeat. It's just like one <laughs> nugget that you just really want to get out. Yeah, I I would just I would just say it's really all honestly is just like you being the one who affirms who you are. You understanding that you're the one who is determining your value, not anybody else, not I, whether it's your family, whether it's whatever you're seeing in the media, don't allow anything to tell you how to see yourself, how to feel about yourself um, and, and to dictate your worth. You are the one who is in charge of your life. You dictate your worth. You choose who you are. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that's what I would say. That's that's the biggest thing. And then where to find my book. Um, so go to dissolvingtheanchor.com and that's um, 
Yeah, I, I, I hope you do enjoy it. I, I've been getting a lot of great feedback on it. It's not your, like some people are like, oh, it's a self-help book or whatever, but it's, it's not like your typical self-help book. Like I really go into the raw and realness of what it's like to be in emotional pain. And, and sometimes the images are used to, to like define that um, in addition to my, the stories that I share. Um, but I, I do provide some guidance as well. So it's like a, it's a memoir, part memoir, part self-empowerment guide. Um, so dissolvingtheanchor.com. And then if you are wanting to work with me for self-empowerment, uh, any type of workshops like that for um, building self-worth, having a healthy self-worth, then you can go to Lovemark, which is in my name there um, that you can see there. So if you just go to lovemark.com, you can see what kind of programs that I offer. And yeah, just get in touch with me and I'd love to work with you. Yay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this time that we had together. And I'm sure everybody listening and watching also got a lot of value out of it. And again, everything will be linked in the show notes and description box for you to grab the book and for you to get extra coaching if you want to. So with that, everyone, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, be sure to like this video and subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss it when we go live or drop a new interview or video and also share this with a friend you know your journey to self-love and self-worth is always better with a little bit of support so be sure to share this with anyone that might need to hear this message or someone that you think might be able to support you on your journey and you can listen together and if you're listening on the podcast anywhere you get your podcast be sure to subscribe and follow and leave a review if you feel so inclined with that thank you everyone i love you and as always take care of yourself and each other Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>